Welcome to episode 16 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sharpley. Hello. And Matt Cassell. Good evening. Tonight we're going to wrap up our trilogy of Star Wars-centric podcasts. We discuss the prequels, we discuss the originals. Tonight we're going to discuss the sequels and all that is in the future of Disney's Star Wars. But before we get into the meat and potatoes, or the blue milk and death sticks of this podcast, mm, tasty. <laughs> we're gonna dis- we're gonna um, we're not gonna discuss it. We're just gonna have Ian tell us about housekeeping. I bet you I bet you we end up discussing some aspects of housekeeping. We might. Uh, Who knows? We may go off on a tangent. You never know. You don't ever know. Uh, ugh. I don't have anything prepared today for housekeeping. I really don't. Um, Shot your Star Wars wad the last two episodes. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, follow us at McSauce.com. You can see our strips on Tuesdays and Fridays, they tell me. Our comic strips, not the strip show. You can see our strip show on Saturday night, baby. <laughs> We review comic books on Mondays and Thursdays, and you can download the lovely McSauce comic book podcast on Wednesdays. You can um, listen to it on Podomatic, Stitcher, Radio, iTunes, write a review in iTunes. Uh, The more reviews that you write, the more visible the McSauce podcast becomes, and closer to uh, the world domination that we all hope that we'll achieve in the near future. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Gint underscore McSauce, at The Sauce, or at Little Press Matt. Tweet us all your thoughts and dreams so that we can answer them. And we also have, um, we also like to talk about the Moonlit Matinees this uh, Friday, June 5th, 5th, and Saturday, July Wait a second, I'm totally off on this. Wait, no, that's because we're doing this in the past, and I need to be talking about the future. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear this, the next Friday that you hear this will be July 5th and 6th. Go see Jaws. See it before you go swimming is the uh, tag. I've never seen Jaws, so maybe we'll, uh, myself and Matt will try to organize and go. Paul will be out of the country at that point. So we're going to need... We're Very gonna important need a, business. Yeah. yeah. We're going to need a replacement, so if anybody wants to volunteer to fill in for Paul, those are some big shoes to fill. Paul, what size shoes do you wear? About a nine. Though. That's a, oh, oh, that's a nine. So if anybody gigantic. can fill a nine, you are cordially invited. So use all those platforms, Facebook, Twitter, to get in touch with us to go see Jaws. But now we'll get into speculation of the Star Wars movies, the spin-off movies, the cartoons, the toys, all the fun. So let's get going. Ian, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you say your excitement level is for upcoming Star Wars sequels? I would say a 10. It's as high as... Oh, thank you, Matt. Thank you. Where's your, where's your applause? Oh! Now, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, um, a 10? A 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm amped. 
the uh, chance that there, there's going to be fresh, fresh uh, ideas thrown around. J.J. Abrams is going to direct the upcoming movies. Uh, Disney has taken over and uh, maybe will guide this ship in a different direction. Uh, anybody that was disappointed with the prequels or the, the spin-off Clone Wars series, maybe this will be a change of direction for the whole franchise. I, I'd say I'd say 10. Uh, I love Star Wars and uh, I can't get enough of, of new Star Wars stuff, especially with new hands in place. Matt? Well, I remember when they announced it uh, back in this past October... And I, but it was only like six months ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember that too. Yeah, back I, way back, way back, way back in the day. But I mean, do you remember when you like read the story online? Well, how did you find out? Um, probably my go-to for comic news, newsarama.com. Mm-hmm. Did you think it was a bullshit story when you read it, or did you think it was legit? I thought it was legit. I got text messages probably from you. I probably heard from you, Paul, and a bunch of other people. Yeah, I got an email. And, it, yeah. And when I went and clicked on the story, I thought that it was like a fake story. I was like, well, it's not April Fool's Day, but this there's no way this can be right. But as I was reading the story, I was like, these details seem like really detailed. And then there's quotes from Lucas. And well, the news, the news came out together, right? It was, hey... Disney's buying Star Wars, and yes, we're making Episode Seven. In what, wasn't there? A, wasn't there a hint that they were making the uh, the sequel movies a little bit before that news that it was, they got, or there was something like there that was circling story, around. There was a story that that said they were going to make sequels, but they didn't really have any quality sources, so everybody kind of dismissed it as just bullshit rumor. Um, so I don't think that really ever gained traction. But then when they made the announcement, you know, the internet just exploded. And I kind of compared it to when they announced they were going to make the prequels. The excitement level was sky high. I mean, I think it was bigger for the prequels than the sequels. Because Star Wars has been a presence since since the prequels. Exactly. And... You just never thought that it would happen. I mean, granted, we did not ever think the sequels were going to happen. I mean, who ever thought we were going to see Episode Seven? What happens after Return of the Jedi? There's an added piece with that, as I was stating before, that you know this property has changed hands. It's gone to Disney now, and that I think gives a whole new spin to what where what could possibly happen to these characters. That we've seen how Lucas has dealt with them. Now it's going to be. A brand new cast of uh, producers and directors and and creative people handling this. Well, yes and no. They have some some old Star Wars veterans coming back. Um, Lawrence Kasdan, who did the screenplay for The Empire Strikes Back, is involved. Um, Isn't this still George Lucas' story? It's still Lucas's outline. So, it's Lucas's story. They hired a writer to um, to I guess flesh out the story. Michael Arnant. Aren't aren't so the D is silent. Yeah, well that makes it way easier to say because I was trying to squeeze a D in there. Ardent, ardent. <clears throat> so anyway, he's gonna write it, and uh, his credentials are Little Miss Sunshine and Toy Story Three. Oh, it's gonna be so badass! So it's 
So episode seven is going to be a nice, quiet indie movie. Yeah. Toy Story is a quiet indie movie. Hello, Miss Sunshine. <clears throat> um, Toy Story three though is kind of the maybe the more important credential than what you know he accomplished with Little Miss Sunshine. I believe he won an, an Oscar. He's an Oscar winning screenwriter, but what he did with Toy Story three is a bigger deal because he. Um, he took some established characters and, you know, an ensemble cast and managed to really, like, create something original with it. And everybody that you talked to that saw Toy Story 3 cried. So, you know, he can bring some emotion to, uh, to the story. So, who knows? I mean, assuming that Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher come back, you know, and if he decides he wants to kill them, he'll make it sad. <laughs> now, it has been confirmed that all three of them are going to return in these new movies. How do you guys feel about that choice? I actually haven't heard that confirmed. I've heard, like, kind of rumors. According and... to IMDb, it's still rumored. Okay. I thought, didn't they come out and say that... Yeah, there's been a lot of, like, kind of back and forth on it, and I think that we can safely assume that it's going to happen, but I don't think there's been an official confirmation. Okay. Um, but, assuming that it is going to happen, which I think it will, I think that's great. Um, I know that Mark Hamill isn't... Maybe is... He's fat. Yeah, he's fat now. Um, he says Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher's fat too, and Harrison Ford's nose is like <laughs> so crooked. I mean, it's like a ninety degree angle anymore. Um, and I, I don't think these guys can carry the movie. They they need to be supporting <clears throat> characters to a, a younger new generation. Um, but seeing. Luke is an old man, like an Obi-Wan style character, like we had in the, you know, the A New Hope, or like a Qui-Gon from The Phantom Menace is going to be really cool. You know, he might be the most badass Jedi we've ever seen, so I think that's pretty neat. And I think he's going to be a different style Jedi like the ones that we got, you know, in the prequels in particular. You he's know? not going to be a, like a religious a fanatic. Yeah. Remember how all the Jedi in the prequels like ran around with their Bibles and everything? I do remember that scene. It yeah. was very disturbing. Yeah. And they boycotted and getting they their swerve on or being allowed to talk to your mother once you joined the and they went to, Jedi. No, they went it to was once you joined the Jedi cult. And then they, they went up to strangers and said, Now have you read the uh Have the you accepted Bible? Yoda into your life? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that dramatic, but you can clearly see that it was sort of a cult-ish kind of feel to the Jedi and the mm -hmm. prequels, whereas opposed to how we thought, you know, and of course, it's just how we felt about them from what Conjecture. we were told. From what we were told in, in the original movies, that it wasn't quite so stern. I mean... I think it's going to be more similar to to the way Obi-Wan was in <clears throat> A New Hope. I'd like Luke to keep the black robes. One, they're slimming. <laughs> and two, I, I, I like... I like the black. I like the black suit. It's almost in defiance of 
Darth Vader in the dark side. <clears throat> kind of like this? Yeah, kind of like chunky Mark Hamill, all dressed in black like he's a spy. On the there was only, only five years ago, he looked good. No. Yeah, he didn't he, look good when he was voicing the Joker. Like, he's, he's looked beat for a long time now. No, like, okay, maybe this is more, this is like over ten years ago, but when he was in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, he looked good there. Um, he looked good in, um, he looked fairly good when he made that movie Comic Book, the movie. He was kind of weird looking with his reddish hair. He should, he should probably grow a beard. Yeah. It'll mask a lot of bad stuff going on on that <laughs> face. As he's not a good-looking guy, you know. You, I think, uh, you know, he was in a New Hope, and then yeah, the car accident, and his whole face just changed shape. And now that he's getting older, he's not aging gracefully. He's not pulling a Clooney. Harrison Ford doesn't look too bad. I, I feel like Harrison Ford looks incredibly emaciated these days. He looks kind of weird lately. Kind of thin, real, real thin. His skin's just kind of hanging on his, on his face. <laughs> It's just hanging on his face. I want to see Ender's Game, if only to see how a modern Harrison Ford carries himself in a movie, to see what could be projected for Star Wars. Well, I mean, you can look at Indiana Jones. I mean, I know that was back in 2009 or so, but that's recent enough. Well, this is even more recent. This movie comes out this year. So I think that would be even more telling. And from what I've seen in the in the previews for it, clearly he's the best of the three main cast members. It doesn't look particularly good. Ender's Game. Yeah. 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 I don't. I mean, I don't the really only draw it. is Harrison Ford in a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it, it doesn't sound particularly interesting. Has he ever done a sci-fi movie outside of Star Wars? Harrison Ford. Yeah. Blade Runner. Oh uh, yeah. Come on, Matt. You're a right, movie okay. guy. I don't know. What are you doing? Sucking. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Fulcrum. So, I'm going to go on the other end of the excitement spectrum. And I'm going to say... Because you're a hater. Because I'm honest. Okay. You're honestly a hater. I agree. And I'm going to give it... I'm going to give my excitement... A negative five! A five. Just a five. Okay. Not a negative five. Just a five. Explain your position. And it's a valid position after what you consider to be a letdown from the prequels. Failure. Failure. Go ahead. Tell us why you are not all that excited. It's a lot of... It's, it's, it's a lot of cautious optimism. You know, I, I want to be excited. I want to go into these. I want to like them. I wanted to like the prequels. I didn't go into any of the prequels. It's insane. I, I, I want to hate these movies so bad. I went into each one begging, please, please make this one good. And they just, you know, they just clunked along, up and down. So, I can't, I, I just can't get fully excited for this movie because I don't, I don't know what it's going to be. I think I would feel, I, I'd feel in a better position if Star Trek Into Darkness was better, but... You didn't like Star Trek Into Darkness? I loved the first one. The first Abrams Star Trek. Loved it. 
hands down, you know, one of probably one of my favorite movies now. So I went into Star Trek in the Darkness with pretty high hopes, you know, that they could at least match match the first one, and it just kind of, it, it was it was fine, but it failed on a, on a lot of levels. And I don't know if that's because halfway through production, J.J. Abrams got the Star Wars job and he kind of mentally checked out or what, but that movie just had some real real ups and downs in it. It, it didn't carry itself as well as it should have through the entire thing. What kind of things do you think were flaws of that movie? I agree that it wasn't quite as good as um, the original Star Trek, J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, but I think it's it's been my favorite summer movie so far, so it was Over doing... Iron Man? Yeah, over Iron Man. I'm I'm not a uh, uh, blind Marvel follower. I can see the movie. I liked it. It was fine, but I like Star Trek better. Fucking cried. Star Trek. Yeah, it was sad. Yeah, yeah, and I like I said about you know Man of Steel. Like I got choked up during that. I got choked up during Star Trek. Yeah. But at the same time, like I mean, they, I peed my pants during <laughs> Iron Man, but that's a totally different emotion. But they like they they took the emotion in in Star Trek when when Kirk dies in air quotes and I was I was moved I was feeling it I was like man I'm crying in the theater yeah and then they're like oh we're just kidding we got the cure right here we're gonna cure him right away and I, I felt let down I was like you know you pour out all this emotion into Spock but you knew that that's what was gonna happen eventually not it didn't have to happen 15 minutes later. Even whenever they're setting it up. Now I'm gonna say this. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to act like I knew this was gonna happen. When they were injecting the Tribble with Khan's blood, a lot of people were clued in immediately that that's yeah, how. Yeah, right. And the whole the whole time, you know, they show that that's a gigantic clue to how they're gonna bring Kirk back. But the whole time, I'm just like, oh, they're gonna do it. Oh. <laughs> I'm sad. I had no clue. But still, I mean, it it still didn't make that emotional beat any less. I don't think in in the moment. Now, in in the moment, it was it was great. But once the whole thing plays out, you go through all that emotion and all that heartbreak, and it's just it's cleaned up so fast. They tied. It felt like everything at the end of that movie got tied up in such a nice, neat little bow. Like Abrams was like. All right, let's wrap everything up. Can't have any loose ends because I got I got to get her. I got to go do Star Wars. And that may not have been the case. Yeah, I don't know. But I didn't, it, I didn't it felt like sure it that just... it was already written and made and filmed and all that shit by the yeah. time Star Wars happened. They were still putting it together when he was. Yeah, but the when... movie was. I guess, but that, I would imagine those that were just way effect in the post, stuff. Yeah, way in the post by then. Still, it wasn't as strong as it could have been. I agree and he doesn't you. need that. He doesn't need to have a flawless track record, but I, I'm, I, I almost question J.J. Abrams now. I'm like, uh... really? I, I don't think it was that bad that you can go and question <clears throat> him because I think it was still a great movie. Uh, I think some of the parts that were wrong with it, they didn't really flesh out any of the surrounding characters like they didn't in the original movie. That's John Cho and Anton Yelchin were essentially set pieces. That's what happens. But that all that happened, you know, two years ago when they were writing that thing. I mean, that's that's not that has that has no Star Wars effect. Yeah, well, e- even without directly blaming any failures in Star Trek in the Darkness on Abrams getting. The but Star that's Wars what you're job. doing. No, that's that's not that's not exactly what I'm doing. I'm saying it may have had a hand 
and forcing everything to get tied up so no one had to finish J.J. Abrams' story if he doesn't do the third one. Like a mechanical hand? Like my dad cut off my hand? I don't think that could be the case. I think they would have been way too far along for... So you really involvement in Star Wars. You liked Iron Man. Did you like Iron Man better than Star Trek? No, Star Trek is my favorite movie this summer. Me too. Superman is like second best. I think I like Star Trek slightly better than Iron Man. Superman. I think Superman was second best for me too. Yeah, but I was I was more invested in Star Trek. So when stuff happened that I saw as faults in that movie, it hit me a little harder than Iron Man. You were more invested than in Star Trek. Than the Man of Steel, really? That's a no. I said Iron Man. Oh, okay. Iron Man. Like I'm not an Iron Man guy. Some Iron Man fans, I mean, they're burning couches out on the streets after they see that movie. But I didn't give a shit. Like I thought some some shit was kind of silly, but I'm not that emotionally invested. But I was more so for Star Trek. So when you know there's a pointless scene with Leonard Nimoy in the you know middle of the final battle for no reason whatsoever, you know that that affects me more negatively than. You know, it being the Tony Stark comedy hour. Well, that that's my biggest gripe with the Star Trek movies to begin with. Um, Abrams Star Trek movies, the fact that they're including the original like aspects of the um, the movies into them. I mean, it's a reboot. Just let it be a reboot. I was fine with the time split to acknowledge it, but I really thought for the second one they would. They were going to leave all the original shit behind, and this is the one they were really going to branch out in their own, in their own direction, do their yeah. own thing. But whenever they they kept tying it back together, I was so disappointed. I really have no problem with them just straight up rebooting it. No, it's me not neither. like it's this this grand story that it's been telling since the first one. And I mean, because if that was the case, just continue the story, like like they're going to do with Star Wars. Well, do you think there's a feeling with? Star Trek, since it's been going on since the 60s, that they want it to be Doctor Who-like and that everything has to be canon and everything no. has to fit this, no, in, this entire story. I look at it more like a uh, comic book movie. You know, how many times are they going to reboot Spider-Man or how many times are they going to reboot Batman? Well, I don't, I don't mean just the movies. I mean the entire pantheon of Star Trek stuff. Well, they knew that fans needed to have the original stuff count. So they had to figure out a way to have Kirk and Spock and the original crew in these new movies, but still not mess with the old stuff. Yeah, but when it comes to something like Star Trek or even like comic books, canon doesn't really apply as much. I mean, because the history is so... I mean, how many episodes of the TV show was there? And, I mean, there's probably ones that you're just, like, kind of, you'd rather forget ever happened. Same with comic books. But, like, with Star Wars, you have six movies. And that's that's it. That's the story. So, wait a second. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I can't believe that you're saying, that's it. That's the story. Just the movies. That's all we're ever going to talk about. That's in direct contradiction to everything you've said the past two podcasts. Yeah, I mean, there's, what do you mean? there's expanded universe, comic books that included into that novel. No, that's not the, novel, other stuff. the novelizations, I think, he includes in canon. Mm, not necessarily. To the tape! No, you did, don't? Did I say that in the novel this is canon? I mean, I'm saying that it offers further explanation, but, like, I never said that it's... But you, what it is. you you inferred that this, because it's out there, 
it is included into the conversations that we were having. Yeah, in, into the conversations we were having, but I thought that we established canon is the six movies plus the Clone Wars show, supposedly. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but it's the movies. That's it. But you still reference the book a whole lot to I support argument. To explain stuff in the movies. To Yeah, to further explain things, sure. But if, it does, but if the books don't count, then you can't use those to explain things. Well, I'm saying it's there if you want it, and or you can ignore it. That's all. So it's personal. So it's personal preference then. Like if I if I want the expanded universe, if I want Dark Thrawn or whatever the fuck that bullshit is, if I want that to count, then it counts. And I think like with with, with sure. comic books, that's that's the same way that I think comic, yeah, right. especially with DC and the New Fifty Two, you pick and choose now. Right what you want to count. Um, but I think they had they had to write away in there so that a large base of the fans, where well, they were going to say, but all those episodes with Shatner, those don't count now because we well, then did don't this. reboot it. Then don't reboot it. It should have just been a whole brand new crew with a brand new captain. But they found a good way to do that. They found a good way to... to well, as, as we've stated in previous podcasts, I'm not a fan of alternate universes. <laughs> so when you do that shit, I kind of hate it. So did it really bother you? Yes. Did you hate that? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I oh, would have really? preferred just a straight-up reboot, let this exist by itself, let it be its own thing. Clearly it's different. Um, and like you said, they're only including the you know throwback characters like Shat or... Um, the Shat. Yeah, the Shat. Uh, Nimoy, just so that way they don't piss off the existing fan base. Um, but fuck them. I still thought it was a creative way to do it. I was okay with it. But then again, I like yeah, alternate if, universes. If, 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 so. they were, if they were going to do it, they did it in a great way. But they also set it up at, at the end of that movie where they didn't need to reference that ever again. They could have gone off and it could have been a reboot for all of the second movie characters. It was especially unnecessary in the second movie. Right. Like, you don't fucking know Khan's a bad guy at that point. You need alternate universe Leonard Nimoy to be like, hey, he's gonna fuck you. Right. You fucking... He's fucking you right now. You should know that's happening. Right? I agree. I, I did not like it. I thought it was really unnecessary. So... Um, well, just getting back to the way Abrams has, you know, treated the movies. Um, I agree with what you were saying as far as kind of the way they wrap up uh, Into Darkness. I actually think it's overall a better movie than the first one, though. Um, but but I definitely agree that you lose a lot of the emotion that they build up toward the end with how quickly everything is resolved and, and how it's definitively resolved in this movie. It... it Paul and I had talked, I think, at work one day about how this could have been the Empire Strikes Back of, of a trilogy or something, and you could have ended with this incredible cliffhanger. Oh my god, Kirk is dead, and then the second movie can be about bringing him back, and then, who, I don't know, fight fighting Klingons then, or whatever. Well, the they didn't even set up is really good. They didn't even give the beginning portion of the movie time to breathe whenever Kirk loses the Enterprise. How about more than 15 minutes where he's, like, he never isn't the captain. You know, the Enterprise 
doesn't really ever leave anywhere with him not being the captain. I thought that would be interesting, where he loses rank and ha- is separated from Spock and really learns to appreciate Spock and, and all that, but they, they just they don't even let that go for a while. Yeah, they tie like, that shit right up, like, up. Oh, ten minutes, oh, there you go. There was a lot of really fast conflict and then resolution. Yeah. Yeah, but this isn't the Star Trek Into Darkness <laughs> podcast. Oh, it isn't? It's not? <laughs> Wait a second. So backing up to my level five excitement for Star Wars, I'm going to get super douchey, and I'm just going to bring out the hate. Super douchey. Super douchey. Okay, I'm, so I'm used to it by now. I'm just going to I'm just going to bring out the hate. Bring it out. Which in it, it's I don't understand this point of view from myself any more than you guys will understand. That's always good when you're debating somebody and you're like I, don't I have no I idea where I'm going with this. I'm just and I don't understand anything that will come out of my mouth next, but go with it. I know where I know where this is going. And I don't, I don't want to feel this way, but I do feel this way. Okay, spit it out. Okay. I don't, like, I really appreciated Star Wars, as we discussed in the last couple podcasts, when it was kind of these little cult sci-fi action movies. No one really, you know, they had, they had the big 80s boom, and then they disappeared. Early 90s, everything was quiet, and, like, the diehards were the diehards, and that was it. Since then, Star Wars, Star Wars has just become this gigantic brand. It's this huge worldwide thing now. Paul, like, and like, I, like Superman and, and I heard, or Green Lantern. I yeah, and, and Taco Bell and Pepsi, two of my favorite Matchbox things. 20. Matchbox 20, I know, which is what drives me. I don't get it. I don't want Star Wars to be this fucking big. Before, and now the market's even going to be saturated even more. We're going to get three more movies in between those movies, we're going to get spin-off movies. We're going to have the Rebels animated show. I'm sure we're going to get a live action show at some point. It's going to be too much Star Wars. So you would prefer that none of this would happen. You would like just you're at your maximum capacity of Star Wars. I would like them to maybe take it easy. I don't need What does that mean? That means you want to do three more movies? Just do three more movies. I don't need all this other shit saturating the media. Just don't pay attention to it. You can't. I can't. You can't help but pay attention. to I don't it. know. Last week you said I have no problem separating the prequels from. They're just like fan-made films. What yeah, a, but you can't. What escape. a callback. Thank you. No, I mean separating the stories. Like when I watch, when I watch the original trilogy, Darth Vader's not Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. You know, Luke wasn't Luke. You know, wasn't dropped off by Obi Wan. Blah blah blah. Like there's no connection. And when I watched the original trilogies, Padme went to live on Alderaan with Leia until Leia was five or so. So she remembers her real mother. The stories of the prequels have no bearing on how I interpret the originals. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean the prequels aren't fucking everywhere. And in the in the nerd spheres that we live in, you know, being on Newsarama or Comic Book Resources or watching Cartoon Network, doing whatever, <clears throat> prequel shit is up your ass all the time. There's always Star Wars something these days. What of what if the chance that it's good? What if it's something that you like and appreciate? 
Will, you, will that bother you then? That's why my excitement is a five and not a zero. Oh. Mmm. Like, yeah, if it's... If, I, I want it to be good. I want these movies... You're giving it a 50-50 shot of being good. I want these movies to be good. I want to go in. I want to enjoy them. I want to enjoy them like I enjoyed Abrams' first Star Trek. The only time the prequel shit's even brought up is by fucking haters bitching and moaning about it all the time. Like, n- nobody's ever shoving it down your throat saying these movies are so fucking good. You're gonna... I'm not, no, I'm not saying people are, are, you know, touting their virtues to me all the time, but everything since the prequels in media that has been Star Wars has been in that prequel timeline. It's been all prequel stuff. Right. Lego. Because Star yeah, Wars, I mean that's just Clone what they were making. That's well, they just made what the they're making. Wars show and it's geared for kids, and most of the merchandising is geared for kids, so it makes sense. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not shift, saying from a marketing standpoint, it's, right. it's stupid. I I know why they're doing it. Right. I'm just tired of seeing. It. But well, you would be upset here, if they made new stuff that was focused around <laughs> the original trilogy too. I would love to be able to go out and buy something with fucking Mark Hamill's well, face on it. That's if what they, they're but if they made new to, stuff with that, you wouldn't like that. Because it would be new. I would rather see, like we're I'm, we're buying the Star Wars comic now. That's new stuff with those characters, and I'm in. I bought you know all five issues so far. I'm enjoying them. I have no problem with it. But if it was everywhere, that's just it. One comic book, separate from everything else. If there were new toys all over the place, if everywhere you went on, on TV there were commercials for new original trilogy stuff. You wouldn't like that, I don't think. The the Disney acquisition kind of marked the ending of the prequel era. I mean, they canceled the Clone Wars. They um, they put... Um, well, I guess this isn't exactly... Canceled, these Clone Wars are. They, they uh, postponed the detours thing, which has aspects from the prequels in it. They, um, they're creating a new TV show which is going to take place in between episodes 3 and 4 called Rebels, um, which is a new animated show. Um, so they're, they're getting more into that era that you like, Paul 4, 5, and 6, and then obviously episode 7 um, with the movies. <clears throat> so um, you, I would think that you would be happy about this. I would think that you wouldn't be at a five, you would be more like a seven. Wow, a seven? A seven. I can't commit to a seven. That's because you're a hater. I I fucking love these movies. I have a Star Wars tattoo. I'm not a hater of Star Wars. When did you get the Star Wars tattoo? 2000. Now, now, it doesn't matter when he got it. Kind of does. Why does it matter? I got the fucking tattoo after... That piece of dog shit Phantom Menace was that, dumped when, on When you still liked it, before everyone else told you that you had to hate it. Oh, he said you're a follower. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a hater when it comes to Star Wars. I love that stuff. If anything, I'm too much of a lover of Star okay. Wars. Okay. Because I'm overly mm-hmm. critical. I love you too much, Star Wars. That's silly. Is it? It is a so little you, bit. So you think I'm a hater? <laughs> um... I don't know what to think, honestly. <laughs> um, this is really confusing the shit if out of I, me. Because if I didn't, because if I was every... a hater, we wouldn't be having for three consecutive Star Wars-centric podcasts. No, 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 no. What I'd I'm be saying, like, you know what? You guys go talk about that. Like, 
when you guys decide, let's have a Doctor Who podcast, I'm fucking out. Because, yeah. Who's this you guys? I'm a hater. I'm just saying. Okay. I hate Doctor Who. I've never seen it. Of course you haven't. Right. But I'm (laughs) going to. Yeah, and that's the definition of being a hater. But I think you do that all the time, so you are a hater. Yeah, but I'm not a hater when it comes to Star Wars. Because I'm fully immersed in everything Star Wars. You haven't seen any of the new shit, but you're kind of hating on it already. No, I'm not. I didn't say anything negative about this new stuff. Yet, because we didn't get into it. I said (laughs) what I would prefer. (laughs) But I'm going to in five minutes. What I would prefer is. That it was all torch. No, not all torch. Just less of a media presence. But that's so silly. It's fucking Disney. There's no way that they cannot have a presence. I I understand that. So you have to just internalize that and go with it. It's going to be fucking everywhere. I know how it's going to be. That doesn't mean I need to like it. But you made it sound like Star Wars at one point was just this underground cult thing. And it was never that. It was always huge. Um, Maybe In in, In its own circles. Wasn't there a movement Star in the eighties? Was never huge in like. Wasn't the there a movement movement in the eighties to make Jedi a religion? That's pretty fucking big. Yeah, Nobody, because the Star there was Wars never fan base is big. But if you go talk to you know Joe on the street about you know Star Wars, you know in nineteen ninety, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, those eighties movies." No, I don't think so. I think it was more popular than. I that. think you're. I don't think people. I think are like, you're being oh, yeah, a little. I vaguely remember where they had spaceships. That. Like that didn't happen. People fucking knew. Yeah, people knew, but it wasn't. It wasn't what it is now. You can't go no. anywhere without seeing something Star Wars now. You can't go anywhere without seeing. But you something could any something Marvel now, something right. DC now. Exactly. It's just. Out it's there. not just Star Wars. It's everything. There was no Star Wars stuff in the early nineties. There was Until no comic book stuff in the early 90s. Good. Early 90s is when comics were at their peak. Well, okay, not early 90s, but the 80s. Like, go to, like, Target now and, like, look at the displays and the toy shelves and the games and all that shit. Yeah, I mean, all that nerd culture stuff. It's, yeah, the it, nerd it's, culture It's much exploded. different now than it was back in the 90s. It just is everything is different now. So it's hard to just say that... Blame this on Star Wars. It's everything that we enjoy. So, under the uh, stewardship, actually, more ownership of Disney, um, you seem to be. Well, I guess a five represents. Um, what the hell does a five represent? Cautious optimism? Yeah. Okay. How. What's your interpretation of Disney owning Marvel? I am not. I'm not as emotionally invested in the Marvel brand, so I don't Bra- care one bit. Time Warner owning DC. I fucking hate it. Why do you hate it? There's too many cooks in the kitchen. Marvel can do what they want, which is why they're fucking turning out movies. You know, they're able to do the Avengers because there's way less people that need to get approval. There are less people involved with Marvel than involved with DC and involved with those management structures. Yeah. You think that Marvel's a nice streamlined thing? It's more streamlined than Time Warner in DC. Why? What makes it so? And how do you know this? Because it's there's Marvel Comics and there's Marvel Entertainment. And Marvel Entertainment only has to answer to themselves. DC Entertainment has to answer to Time Warner 
for everything. And Time Warner doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Because they can never agree on anything. Why does DC Entertainment have to answer to Time Warner, but Marvel Entertainment doesn't have to answer? Because Marvel to Entertainment Disney. is that's that's it. That's the top of the mountain for the Marvel films. They don't have any bigger corporation to answer to. Yeah, it's called Disney. Now they do. Well, yeah, but that's and there's what we're only, talking about. But there's only been one movie to come out under Disney. I mean, Marvel's gotten all that's this shit true. out. That's not true. Iron that's Man. That's inaccurate. Iron Man 2? I think Iron Man 1 was the first one. Under Disney? Not under Disney. Avengers was the... But then Iron Man 3? Iron Man 3 is the only movie to come out for Marvel under the Disney umbrella. Avengers was a Disney movie. Avengers counted as a Disney movie. Did Disney just distribute it? It might have, but that's being fucking nitpicky, isn't it? No, it isn't, because if you just... Fox, uh, 20th Century Fox, only distributes Star Wars. You wouldn't say, I don't like the way 20th Century Fox is making Star Wars films. Because they don't make them, they just distribute them. But now Disney's going to start to have more of a hand in things and more of a say in things. Do you think that there was a large uh, disconnect between the Marvel movies before and then before Disney took over and now after? Let's just count. Let's just count. Iron Man 3 is the only Disney Marvel movie. I don't movie. think Disney is going to be an intrusive presence. I think Disney is in the business of entertainment. Yeah, so Paul, doesn't I, that... I think you're right, So, so does Avengers that, was the first uh, Disney one. But you had the Marvel Studios, which I believe started with Iron Man. But then Disney kind of came in and really didn't affect anything. I don't think so that, doesn't that bode well for Star Wars, then? Yeah, I don't... Well, no, because that's not what I want. I don't think Disney's going to be obtrusive to Marvel. I think Disney recognizes Marvel knows what they're doing. If we need to do something, maybe suggest something, we can do it. But these guys are clearly on the right path. But do you want Star Wars to keep going the way it's been going? I hope Disney comes in and really shuffles the deck and says, Hey, George, your last movies didn't go over all that well let's with Paul with a lot of people quit making it sound like we're the only ones that hate those fucking movies hey dude what, they, what would, they were pretty high grossing movies it doesn't matter how them. much money a movie makes it can still suck but what would make you think it that they suck. what would make you think that they would change they would change the way because as Matt did reference they did make a lot of money um the Products around the Star Wars movies are very popular. I didn't say they. I didn't say yeah. they definitively would go in and shuffle the deck. I said I want them to. Okay. I don't because I, mean, I trust Disney more than I trust George Lucas. Well, it's George Lucas's story, right? Um, but he's way more hands off this time. And now it's yeah, and Disney has more of a stewardship, of right? It now. And and you have an actual writer this time, so. You can almost guarantee that the dialogue itself is going to be better, and then you got to assume also that a lot of the little George Lucasy kind of like things, like having C three PO's head get swapped onto a battle droid, isn't going to happen. So, like those are the things I think that added up that broke those movies to you. I think you would have both of you guys would have been way more forgiving of the overall storyline if all those little things hadn't happened. And I don't think that's going to happen with Abrams, Michael Arndt, and uh, Lawrence Kasdan involved. 
you know, and and that's good because that lets Lucas do what I think he's always been best at is just telling stories, and that's what I'm hoping for. That under it Disney, seems like that's and what under you're a get. new director and a new writer that we're going to get better movies. I'm expecting to like these movies, but I don't want to get too excited about it. I don't want to. <clears throat> I Even with wanna... the track record that J.J. Abrams has as a director, it's not and, just and the, the star track record Trek that the writer movies. has. J.J. Abrams has put out a lot, involvement. Of, yeah, a lot like, of great projects. I like a lot of stuff J.J. Abrams has done, but he just because he's directing it, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of other influences on those movies. I mean, sure. He's going to do the best job he can directing it. But there's a lot of factors. But it's it's not just him. He's taking he's bringing along the people from Bad Robot to do a lot of the work on that movie. That's a considerable amount of talent that's going to be added to the movie. I'm not saying I expect these to be bad. From what I've heard as well, another thing that you guys do you think that's what I'm saying? No, no. But I think five is kind of harsh as uh, your expectations are fifty fifty. If you had the that's what five to me says. You're like eh. Could be good, could be bad. I'm saying that I think I have confidence that these will be good. There's a lot of pieces in place that look really favorable. There's not so much in place that looks unfavorable. You can't guarantee a great movie. The five isn't my expectation. The five is my excitement. Okay, what's your expectation? (laughs) Yeah, what's your expectation? Eight. So so you expect good... You expect eight... But, but, you're but you're only excited okay. for right. five. Fair enough. Fair enough. I think, I think we're browbeating Paul a little bit here. No, that's fine. That doesn't make sense to you. I can expect a good movie, but be ca- but can't be cautiously optimistic about it. It seems like you're considerably less. It, it seems like such a drop off to me. Because, that's all. Because movies keep letting me down. Three summer movies this year have let me down. Iron Man, Star Trek, and Man of Steel. Let, I, I you, like, let you down. I liked them all. You did okay. But I didn't come out of any of those movies like, holy fuck, that was a good movie. And that's what I want. Gee, I, I I'm blown away that you didn't think that Star Trek was. A Is good my movie. standard too high? Is that what you're saying? I just maybe I don't know. I'm I don't know what you would have wanted out of Star Trek to say that yeah, holy fuck that that was a good movie. I think so. What yeah. was the okay? What was the last movie that you were satisfied with? That your that your standards were met. Evil Dead, maybe. Really, I was pretty jazzed about that afterwards. Your expectations weren't as high, though, probably as they were for Star Trek, right? No, no, they weren't. Your excitement probably was. There are two different. Meters that we have. We have the <laughs> yeah. excitement meter. If you're and like a ex- Mega Man ex- character, <laughs> so we have to figure out a ratio here. So it's the the expectation yeah. to excitement ratio. ratio. <laughs> Ian, work on that Pol- formula. It's polynomics, I think. <laughs> polynomics. <laughs> I would imagine. I'm just you know I'm just guessing here, but I would imagine that your excitement going into Evil Dead um, wasn't. All that high, I would imagine that it would be at it was five. I think yeah. it, was, it was that high. Yeah. Yeah. We were okay. Seven, seven, maybe. I'd maybe even say eight. eight. Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> and your expectation was so we have an eight. My expectation was probably a five. <laughs> Holy crap! Was it really? 
No, I, th- I, th- I think they're I think they're probably even. I was expecting a good a good movie from what yeah. I saw. I'd say I'd say both eights. Okay, gotcha. Crazy eights. Crazy eights for that movie. I had high excitement and expectations for the Avengers, and I think I think that met them on both accounts. Ah, yes. Any other movies? I've seen so many movies. Well, I'm just I, I because can, we have a we have this summer had three. So I was just looking for the time, the the gaps in time between the last three that um, I I didn't expect anything. I didn't expect much of anything from The Hobbit, and I, I came still out, haven't I came seen out of there. Fucking movie, really good. I have it. It's just sitting there. Yeah, yeah I came out of I came out of The Hobbit pretty damn satisfied. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that was, CGI I thought it was, and all. Thought it was really good CGI and all. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be careful. Peter Jackson knows how to do it. I like CGI don't get all like that terrible. with me. I like CGI. <laughs> I like it too, and I'm nuts. I'm sure you do. This is this podcast is very I funny like it because we thought tastefully. We thought that you know we're just speculating on the new movies. So but we ended up talking about like about just Star fighting Wars this episode. <laughs> so okay, you know what we should do? Filibuster. <laughs> I think it's called. We should talk about. Like, what do we think these movies could be about? Um, you know, what, what, let's speculate a little bit. Where can they go? Are you guys... Are you guys totally happy that they're not recasting yes. Han, Luke, and Leia? Yes. I'm bummed. I kind of wanted to see those characters recast, mini-reboot of it, and go with a young cast. And that's that's where some of my disappointment comes in, is that's... I really wanted that. I wanted this to take place maybe a year or two after Jedi. I wanted to see Luke and in his prime. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to get it. Probably not, but I think you guys would be very much in the minority on that one. I That's, think most fans probably want to see Mark Hamill. I've heard both sides of the argument from, from a lot of people. I Just personally, I would like to see Luke out there swashbuckling, like you said, at the height of his powers... Um, doing his Jedi thing. Yeah, and and if it took a new a new person to embody that, I'd be all for it. But that said, I'm not I'm not bummed that um, I'm gonna get to see Mark Hamill. And by and by saying that, I I can almost guarantee when I see Episode Seven and see Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, I will get a little choked up. Yeah. Even if even though. I wanted them to recast. Even if his face looks like it's like just kind of hanging off. Right. So, if they can do, oh, that's pretty Diesel. I like. There's a Phil Noto painting of pretty Diesel, older Mark Hamill as as a Jedi. Uh, That's about sixty pounds uh, closer to where he needs. to Well, you know what? He has enough. He has enough time to hit the fucking gym. You know what, though, Paul? Whenever and bulk uh, up a little bit. I I made the joke to you the day after the Star Wars news. I said, the day, like, when the day after Disney bought Star Wars, Mark Hamill signed up for a membership to LA Fitness (laughs) and started you know doing crunches, and uh, you know we've seen pictures of him recently. Like he did the 30th anniversary Return of the Jedi a couple months ago, and. Boy, he still doesn't look too good. He still looks rotund. But he, he has enough time to really get Does he? here. They're going to start filming in January. Yeah, he has. Well, I mean, he's had a year. 
And he, yeah, he's not over here. He hasn't done anything. He's still. What I'm saying is, he looks just as not good, like a month ago, as he did in October when they made these announcements. Maybe they'll use some of that wonderful (laughs) CGI that Matt was talking about before. If you go on a crash, the Crash Hollywood workout, he can do it. I hope so. Oh, I mean, he, he like had a heart attack while he was like trying to get ready for it. Oh, that would be terrible. That would be awful. That would be a bummer. Now, Matt, what what do you think these movies could be? Uh, well, I think that um, Mark Hamill's definitely going to be in. Not a hundred percent sure about Carrie Fisher because I think she's nuts. And then also, I think Harrison Ford's kind of nuts too. So I'm not sure if they're going to commit. But honestly, you really only need Luke Skywalker. I think. I think it would be cool to have Han and Leia, but not necessary. Um, I think that uh, I think Luke is going to be an Obi Wan style character. I think that uh, he's going to have some kind of apprentice. I don't know if it's going to be offspring or what, but I I expect that the new hero of this trilogy is going to be a girl. Um, it just seems to be the way Hollywood's been going lately. Well, have um, you heard the the latest uh, plot rumor? No. That it will be... Your two lead characters will be Jason and Jaina Solo. Okay. And Jason, the boy, turns to the dark side. And it's up to Jaina to bring him back. Well, that was in the novels, um, from what I understand. But I don't think that he comes back. I think... He kills Luke's wife, and then I think yeah, Jaina... Yeah, Luke gets to get a swerve on. And then I think Jaina kills him, I think. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. I don't know. I wasn't that interested. Um, but here's one of the nice aspects about the Disney acquisition. From what I understand, it's going to like render the entire EU, the expanded universe, null and void. Um, which I'm pretty satisfied with, because... In my opinion, the expanded universe turned Star Wars into sci-fi, and it took away the fantasy element of it, the fairy tale kind of aspect. And to me, that's why I like it. I mean, has Disney done a fairy tale? Um, I, not to my knowledge. Yeah, no. they, they're really they're in they're sci-fi. in the hard sci-fi, like Tron. <laughs> yeah, sci-fi in, in crime style. Like, <laughs> Disney is known for its noir. Disney's Sin City. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I expect that the that the main character is going to be a girl. You know, like Luke's age, like he was in episode four. Um, as far as a villain, I don't think we're going to see any kind of Darth Vader again. I don't think we're going to... Because there's been speculation on the internet. Are we going to see the armor again? Maybe it won't be Anakin, whatever. But maybe you'll see the armor. I don't think so. I think that that's done and put to bed. The character that I think that we might see, and this is a recall from last podcast for all you loyal fans and we i was about to touch on it but we said let's let's table that for next time i think i think darth maul might come back and be the villain because he was so popular and you i mean we all talked about we all liked him and we wished that we had seen more of him and uh you know they they brought him back in the clone wars show um I don't know how much I love that they brought him back because, you know, he pretty clearly... That's not has robot chicken legs. No, that's actually not true. Um, there were, like, these witch sisters that kind of, like, worked their magic on him, and I believe he's, like, whole again. Hmm. Um, 
it goes down the Clone Wars. I've seen the episodes. I kind of can't remember that clearly, but it was it was kind of cool. I saw the season-ending episode where he did come back. Yeah, but he still had the robot. He had the legs. robot spindly legs or whatever. I didn't see the opening to the season. Yeah. But I, I thought it was still cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was cool how his horns were all yeah. overgrown and he was and he a little was bit nuts. crazy. I thought that was a cool take. It was a cool take. Um, I think... For what they did, basically bringing back a character that clearly was killed, that was about as good a job as you could do. But, you know, and and from what I understand, when the Clone Wars ends, because they canceled the show, and I think there's going to be some additional bonus content that's going to get released in some capacity, but I don't believe Darth Maul's story is resolved in the Clone Wars. So I think he's still out there after all this. He's a free agent. So, and who knows, maybe his race lives 500 years. We don't know. Maybe he was already 500. I don't know. But Wouldn't you think it's kind of silly, though, that if that's the case, there's no mention of him in the original trilogy? And all of a sudden he's back in Episode 7? Would that take you out of it? I don't know. Probably. It, it might depend Gal- on... Galaxy's a big place. Yeah, Galaxy is a big place, but not the Star Wars Galaxy. Let's just imagine that it's bigger than it's been represented. Yeah, um... I'm sure they can explain it, you know, in a, in a way that isn't too, too bad. Um, I think it would be cool. I think it would be cool to bring him back. He was such a great character. I think the fans would love it because the, they could flesh this character out and, and have a really sweet villain. I mean, give him the double-edged lightsaber again. See, I'm not I'm not convinced that we're not going to see Darth Vader the outfit. Really? Yeah. Eee. What do you think? Oh, clearly I don't like that, but what do you think about that? I don't I don't want them to do it. I you know, if if they're going if they're going this route, I'd rather them put as much to bed as they can. The only the only things I want to see as holdovers from the original trilogy are Han, Luke, Leia, maybe Lando, maybe Wedge, R2 and 3PO, Chewie. That's it. No Boba Fett, no Darth Vader, no, no nothing else. I'm sure we're going to see that fucking, the Greedo-type aliens, the Rodians, is that what they're called? Yeah, Rodians. I'm sure we're going to see some of those and some of the old school aliens as peripheral, you know, like background stuff, but as far as main like main points of the series go, I'd like them to just kind of start fresh. Give us some brand, if you're going to give us new stuff, give us brand new stuff. I, I kind of agree with you, but at the same time, I think that we need to uh, somehow make sure that the the this new trilogy still is tied to the to the old stuff. Like, I, I want the story to progress, not be a fresh beginning. Yeah, and, you know, we'll see, like, you know, land speeders and, you know, the next version of the X-Wing and stuff like that. But as far as, like, Boba Fett doesn't need to be in these movies. No, but I think they, they are going to need to tie it together somehow, and I think bringing a character like a Darth Maul or something like that into this new era of Star Wars, they're going to need to do some of that or feel that they need to do some of that. Um, here's but do you think they need? Do you think they they need to do? Because I, I I think the main cast is enough of a pull, maybe into the into this yeah, new, new trilogy. Um, but you mentioned X wings, and that brings up a question that I've had. Um, 
You have X-wings, A-wings, B-wings, Y-wings, and they're basically named after their shape. They look like the letters. But in the Star Wars universe, they don't use English characters. Explain. Well, at some point between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, Yoda in a spaceship slingshots around the sun and goes forward in time to right now. So I think it might be break time. He gets some red matter and a whale and takes it a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, it's break time. We'll see you in a little bit. Pseudo pizza break because we don't need to be eating pizza at 11.05 at night. It's like a Twizzlers and assorted drinks break. Yep. Oh, is it is it Twizzlers the, the snack that smiles back? Oh, uh, those are goldfish. No, yeah. this makes mouths happy. Mm. Mm. I, knew it was, I knew there was a mouth involved. Isn't there always? <laughs> there always is. So, Ian. You're excited. I am excited. A level 10 excitement. Bursting out of my eyeballs. For episode 7 and beyond. What are you most excited about? What do you What do you want to see? What's a 789 requirement for Ian Sharpley? Well, I think we're going to get Luke Skywalker. I want more Luke. He's my favorite part of all the Star Wars mythos. So that's what I want to see. I want to see some more green lightsaber wielding, um, some more Jedi adventures with him. It was good in the prequels to see some Jedis tear some shit up, but Luke always has been a favorite of mine, so that's what I'm hoping to see. It looks like we're going to get it either in the form of old crotchety Mark Hamill or maybe somebody younger, but probably Mark Hamill, which I'll be fine with, but that's what I want to see. Young Matt. What would you like to see in the upcoming Star Wars movies? I would like to see more of a blend of conventional special effects mixed with CGI. Um, 
I would like to see less green screen or blue screen or whatever the fuck color it is. Isn't that weird how back in the 80s it was blue and then they're like, ah, we need to change it to green. Yeah. Well, what, why did they change it? Because of less shit that's that neon green color? I have no idea. Probably. But um, I'm, I'm hopeful we're going to see that. And I think we will because even people like Mark Hamill have come out and said, I think that these movies need to, to blend the two a little bit more. Well, that's also something that's directly in J.J. Abrams' control. It is, and and I think Abrams knows that. I mean, like the Star Trek movies have that kind of a feel to them. Right. Um, you went to the Klingon world. Sure, shit felt like you were someplace real. Yeah, it's because uh, those were big set pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. Um, I think that that we are going to get that, and I'm looking forward to it. Another thing that I know we're going to get, well. I'm almost certain that we're going to get is more John Williams music. Um, I don't think they're going to hire... Hans Zimmer? Hans Zimmer. That would be horrible. Music that just kind of builds and builds and builds and builds and that's it. No crescendo. No climax. No climax. What a tease. <laughs> oh, Hans, Hans Blue Balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we know what this episode's going to be called. <laughs> Okay, so um, John Williams has come out and said that he's looking forward to scoring these movies. He's already excited about working with J.J. Abrams. Well, Do you think that he has to pick him up? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Abrams has also said, you yeah. know, it's, it's going to be John Williams. The only concern is, can John Williams stay alive? Oh. And it's a legitimate concern. I mean, he's yeah. well into his 80s. Um, you know, the movie isn't going to get scored until probably... 2015. Yeah. Probably won't even happen. He's 81. Okay. He's, he's been quoted as saying that his excitement is at a 10. Yeah. <laughs> but his expectations it's are at a 5. five. <laughs> um, I love polynomics. <laughs> I, I still don't get them, but I love them. They're <laughs> confusing as shit. You assholes, you both know. You both understand. You both know it. Right. Yep. That's it. Really? You don't? You don't see the difference between expectation sure. and excitement? Yeah, 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 we do. Yeah, so... Anyway. <laughs> he's mad. He gets mad every every week now. I don't know. Must just be the grind of working with two dickheads like ourselves. I'm mad so, because you guys clearly know what I'm talking so about. So, John Williams is, is going to come back and he's going to score these things. Because there, there was concern that... Um, that J.J. Abrams was going to get Michael Giagano or whatever the fuck his name is that he works with him on all of his movies um please look that up Ian yeah um but uh he's worked with him on everything that he's done so he did the Star Trek theme in the new movies which is good but it's not John Williams good so I'm really excited that he's going to do the right thing and you know obviously get the right composer um so those are things i'm excited about uh i'm also excited about hopefully getting getting a, a really good villain that can be identified with michael giacchino 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 mm. i think it's giacchino maybe anyway uh, I, I i don't know it looks close to the spelling of a young lady i used to date back in the day hmm, maybe it is her 
not a person that I took to Star I, Wars. I believe it is Giacchino. Giacchino? Mm-hmm. That's how I would pronounce it. So, um, a villain that can be identified with this trilogy, much like Darth Vader is identified with the classic trilogy, is really, really important. Because, again, I think one of the, um, the flaws there in the, in the prequels was the villains kind of change a little bit. You only had that the mastermind behind the scenes, really, for the most part, until you know the second half of Sith. So, um, I want that that larger than life villain, and I expect we'll get it. Do you, and you want it to be a some kind of lightsaber wielding bad guy? Yeah, well, that would was another be, thing. Would you be okay if the main bad guy throughout the new franchise is like a Empire commander? I don't know. A Grand Admiral, perhaps? Well, Grand Admiral Thrawn... A woman's? One of... <gasps> maybe. Yeah. Grand Admiral Thrawn is one of the, uh, the fans' most favorite uh, spinoff characters, you know, from the expanded universe. People think he's one of the greatest villains, even though he's not a, a force-wielding, uh, you know, character. But that doesn't mean he can't wield the force. That's right. Uh, if he wished on a star <clears throat> really hard... Paul, Paul can dish it as well as he can take it. Actually, he can dish it better than he can take it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think I would be okay with it because it would be kind of different and it would be unique and just maybe cool in a different way. But my preference probably is to have like a character that can fight with a lightsaber I want to see him maybe face off against Luke or Luke's daughter or niece or whatever the hell I ends think up the swash- Luke's babysitters I think the swashbuckling sword fighting nature in the fantasy aspect at the core of Star Wars needs to continue yeah I think so too and that's a big part of it every movie needs to have that finale with a lightsaber battle it's like okay there's a Star Wars movie the last 20 minutes there's going to be a lightsaber fight it's cool that the villain is wide open we have no absolutely no idea who it possibly could be it's not going to be the empire we know that for sure so where is this force going to come from or is it even going to be a sith would it just be a a, just a bad dude a jedi tried to train but failed um wouldn't it be a chafe if Luke ended up being the villain? Oh, yeah. It would be like, um, the, then they'd kind of go Dark Empire yeah. a little bit. Where Then we'd get to see Fat Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. Or I let that suit out a little bit. <laughs> um, and just have a natural breathing <laughs> problem. problem. Mark Hamill about 50 hot dogs. <laughs> Mark would have like a CPAP on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those are my expectations. Um, I think I want to see more kind of iconic, recognizable spaceships. I want to see me eat this Twizzler. Are you sure you're eating that Twizzler? Look like you were filleting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get it in there and then I bite it. So, I mean, the classic trilogy gave us X-wing fighters and Millennium Falcons and Tie fighters and Star Destroyers. The prequel trilogy had some cool ships, but not quite as memorable. You know, like there isn't—I can't name any. Like, there weren't as my uh, name really as epic. Yeah. So, the original trilogy. 
had the big, the big secret, the big Luke, I'm your father, the big, you know, yeah, series changing moment. Prequels didn't have that. Do you think there's a plan in place for this this sequel trilogy to really try to have one of those moments again and really blow everyone's mind? Yeah. You think, I so? think so? Yeah. Hmm. Do you think in this day and age that you'd be able to keep that kind of secret under wraps? Nope. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> However... Everyone knew for two years that uh, John Harrison was con in Star Trek. Actually, I didn't know that. They, ha- well, they, they held that one off. I mean, we, we all thought it because, you know, as soon as they said that they were going to make a second Star Trek movie, instantly everybody went to, is it going to be con? Is it going to be con? I know he's British, but uh, it's going to be con, right? Con can be British. Apparently. British um, alien. Apparently. Another case of... Uh, I also race switching and I also didn't see uh, the the whole thing with Mandarin being. A oh, that's coming. a great point. Mm. I don't think anybody saw that coming, or it was spoiled before the movie was released. Yeah. So that's, that's a that, that's a great one, and that oh my god, but some fans were the, really the Star Wars fans are so like intense. They're gonna find out. It's gonna get spoiled somewhere along the way. But you, you know, you as a viewer just need to be careful that you don't read too much shit on it. I know that when the prequels were coming out, I was guilty of reading some spoilers. Maybe not so much with by the time Revenge of the Sith came out, but as a as an eighteen year old or a nineteen year old when Phantom Menace came out, I read as much shit as I could on it. It's probably going to get spoiled due to toys. That's always how There's it that goes too. down. I Actually, Qui Gon dying in the Phantom Menace was spoiled on the CD. Because I bought the CD, yeah. and on the back one of the tracks funeral. is Qui-Gon's funeral. Mm, right. What were they thinking? They weren't. <laughs> Clearly. They were thinking, fuck you. That's what they were thinking. Um, so. Now, Paul, what are you excited... Well, what are you cautiously, cautiously optimistic about? I'm cautiously optimistic about liking the main characters. The main characters, as in Han, Leia, and the main Luke, characters the in new main the, char- the new, the leads. Okay. Of this movie, Luke uh, Jr. The prequels didn't give me anyone I could emotionally get invested in, and I really hope this time out I can really get behind the main character, like I could Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, or Chris Pine as Kirk. Someone I can, you know, really like re- relate to and just really care about. Well, it seems like a common theme with those characters is they bring a lot of humor to the to the role. Is that what you? Or Henry Cavill is Superman too. It's not just not necessarily you know. That motherfucker was a laugh humor. riot. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, uh, but someone that someone that, and I guess that's that's not so much who the actor is, mm-hmm. as it is you know the way the stories are written, the way they're told. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I'm I'm hoping, and I hope it's a dude. If it's a chick, I'm going to be disappointed. Well, Hear that, female listeners? Sorry, female listeners. Direct all your hate tweets to at get underscore mix. The reason why I feel like it might be a girl hashtag is just honesty. to change it up. Hashtag dude. With a lot of the popular movies like um, Twilight and The Hunger Games, it's the main characters are girls. So it just sort of feels like that's kind of the trend right now. Do you think that it could not be done well with a female lead? 
No, I just think I'd care less. <laughs> I, I, I just don't think I'd be as interested if the main characters are girl. And I think it's gonna. Be. I I would bet. Yeah. I would bet my pinky finger. Yeah. Really? You if the main character is not a girl. I'll be See, I'm indifferent to that. I, I think I could go with it if it's a girl. I've enjoyed fem- strong female characters in other in TV shows and, and movies and books. Yeah, I thought Olivia on Fringe was fantastic. I loved Hunger Games. I'm not opposed to it, but... But you're going to be pissed if it is. Yeah, I'm going to be Which dis- is I'm not going to be pissed, I'm going to be disappointed. No, I'm, I'm not opposed to it in those other, in those other medias. Like I'm, I'm not saying no lead should ever be a girl. You're not. I'm saying no. You don't so want to. Doesn't that feel just, good when you say that? I just said I liked. Because we're gonna split leads. this up and we're gonna make sure that you only say that when we. That's fine. All right. But in, in <laughs> so testy tonight. In, in in Star Wars, I want I want the male lead. What I want is Luke Skywalker, and I'm, I'm not gonna get it. So there's gonna be some adjustment on my part. Luke's son. Will that work for you? Luke's son would work better than Han and Leia's son. Um, what should Luke's son be named? Should it have a unique name, or should he be named Ben? Ben. Okay. And I know that's from some other... Yeah, I think it's from the expanded universe. Other, but it, it, it fits so well. Like I, Ben Skywalker? Yeah. It, just, it's, it also seems very natural and organic that he'd name his son Ben. Why not Yoda? Well, that's a little silly. Yoda Skywalker? <laughs> You think it should be Yoda Skywalker? Do you think Ben's not a good name for his son? Well, I'm just saying that Yoda was more his master than Ben Kenobi was. I think Yoda was. Why doesn't he name it after his dad? How but, about Anakin Skywalker? But, What's wrong with that one? But Ben was his mentor. Ben was like his second dad for for a couple hours. Yeah, for a couple hours. <laughs> but they but they had that. I, I think they had that touching scene where he raped him on the Millennium Falcon. Ben and, ben and Luke had a much more intimate connection that yeah, they did. Luke and Yoda did. Uh-huh. Luke and Yoda was much more teacher and apprentice. Yoda rode on his back too. Yeah, but Ben and, ben and Luke was and like... they were very, very still while he was on his back. <laughs> right. Fucking puppets. Stupid puppets. But Ben and Luke were almost... There was a more familial bond between those two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about Are you that. fucking assholes just gonna disagree with me all night on purpose? I said, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You, I know you're doing it on purpose. <laughs> you... I'm not sure. (laughs) 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 To clarify, because you can't see the finger pointing, Ian is the asshole doing it on purpose. Yes. That, I think, may actually be trying to process process this and have an honest dialogue. That's true. (laughs) There is nothing disingenuous about my dialogue. (laughs) I like when I listen back to this and we start talking to each other but we don't say who we're talking to so I'm glad that you clarified that for the loyal listeners spinoff movies looks like there's gonna be a spinoff movie in between every episode which every episode is gonna be every two years meaning according to Disney's plan one Star Wars movie a year that might be a little overkill I think it's overkill as well, and it's gonna destroy the you know the buzz you get for these movies when they come out. I mean, oh, but now now it's how, overkill. But when I say it earlier, I'm a fucking retard. No, there's many. Did we more use that, that verbiage 
You're There's being so harsh. many more reasons for your retardation. It's not just that. So anyway, the Star Wars once a year, it's going to be like so much less exciting versus when it looked like it was just one What do you mean it's Star Wars? We want to see Star Wars. We want to see Star Wars everywhere. You can't possibly mean it would be less exciting if Star Wars was inundating movie theaters. That's stupid. Well, maybe it'll be good. I like Star Wars, so maybe one... You're off the podcast. Maybe once Matt, a year. <laughs> maybe once a year, it'll, it'll be it'll be just as exciting. I'll forget it. Media cycles. If we were, if we media were cycles doing... have sped up over the years, so maybe now we're just used to things coming out quicker. So it'll be like where the old style was like three years in between. Now it's just every year. It's the same thing to our brain. We just process things. Playing devil's advocate. If what? we were all doing this on Skype, I would mute you. <laughs> the rest of this podcast would be me and Matt. <laughs> the only reasonable member of the podcast. I am my, including myself. I am the only reasonable tonight, member. Tonight. Um, it's it's going to probably be too much. And, but I'm interested... But we're saying... Hand, <laughs> I'm interested to see what the spinoffs could be. Because like, I think those are the movies where they're going to break the mold. You know, those are the movies where... Maybe it will feel like some kind of crime drama or something only set in the Star Wars universe. Do you think they'll go that that far off the path? Well, maybe not quite that far off the path, but I I think that they will not necessarily follow the exact conventions that are established in the the saga movies, you know, the episode ones. Um, the rumors were they were going to do a Yoda movie. Um, I have mixed feelings on that. Because uh, I, I think Yoda is like one of the coolest characters, but at the same time, I especially don't know. when he's CG, you're off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna be fucking overkill. One of the things about Yoda that's great is that he's just, you know, he's not the main <clears throat> character; he's a side character, which which makes him cooler. Right. Um, you, did you just say you want to see a Yoda spinoff? He said he's he doesn't. I I don't I don't know. I mean, it could be. Kind of cool, but Yoda's. I can't imagine him as a main character. Well, what's what's the what's movie. the spinoff you want to see? What do you what for you would be spinoff gold? Um, an Obi Wan movie. Uh, I want them to get Ewan McGregor, which he's already said he wants to do. I want to see it take place in between four and five. I want to see, and I think and I think I talked to you about this, Paul. I think they could work it in. Where he actually confronts Vader another time, leading up to A New Hope. I think it could work given the dialogue that exists in um, A New Hope. Um, and I, I think there could be some pretty sweet adventures. Maybe again, I think maybe. I think that would be fantastic. Well, you and McGregor is arguably the best thing about the prequels. A lot of people seem to think that. Although Paul once said that he's only good half of the time. He has some flat moments. But he, I will I will not disagree that through the entire he's, he's my favorite thing through the entire prequels. If something's bring me back to those movies, it's Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. What about Ian McDermott? He was pretty solid. Yeah, but it's the Emperor. Not as exciting as Obi-Wan. Emperor spinoff <laughs> movie. But, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of 
it, it just seems like the perfect opportunity to tell, I think, this big gap of a story. And you'd get to see Darth Vader in the suit again. You would. I think that's the spin-off movie that I would like to see, is in, Darth Vader in the suit in any form. Not yeah. in the future of the, the movies, but go back in between the prequels yeah. and the original trilogy. Well, I think we might be seeing some of that in the Star Wars Rebel TV show, too, though. Because it takes place in that time frame. Uh, but I would rather see a spinoff. You know, like if they did the Darth Vader one called Dark Times or whatever, just like a comic book. Dark Times at Ridgemont High. And then um, the Obi-Wan, I don't know, just what I'm call it, Obi-Wan. Light Times? Yeah, right. But <laughs> but the thing about that is Ewan McGregor said, I want to do it. Don't piss around, Disney. Just be like, oh, okay, you want to do it? Okay, we're going to do it. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a, it right now. you know, if, if the actor's ready to do it, I mean, they should look at what's happening with Robert Downey Jr. right now. Yeah. Where they have a cash cow with him, and he's kind of like, meh. I mean, if Obi, if Ewan McGregor's coming to them, like, hey, they ought, they ought to just sign him up. Just like Sony's, is it Sony? Or Fox doing it with Hugh Jackman and, and Wolverine? I mean, uh, so long as he wants to do it, you make it. I don't movies. know if it's Sony or Fox, but yeah. Who makes Wolverine? 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great idea. Uh, the the other rumors were a Han Solo and a Boba Fett movie. Um, I don't want to see a Han Solo movie. <clears throat> you don't want to see Han Solo, Lando, Buddy Cop, Millennium Falcon. You don't want to see that movie because I know you do. I do, but I only want to see the version that we write. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasters, uh, about a year ago. Me and Paul had this really long conversation about writing a... And it was long like it lasted for weeks. Yeah. It was, uh, we, we were going to call it Millennium Falcon. I don't know if we were going to write a script. We were going to write a comic series. I don't know what we were going to do, but we had, a, we had a high level of excitement. Our excitement was at a 10, and our expectations were at a 5. No, no. Both were at a 10. Our... Unfortunately, our laziness, our laziness was, was at a twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't want to see that. You don't think that it's, it's, they it, could get Shane Black to hook that shit up? And it's, maybe it's funny because you could tell the story of how he becomes friends with Chewbacca. It's it's funny because I said earlier that I wanted them to recast the prequels, so mm-hmm. we clearly have someone else playing Han Solo. You mean the sequels? Yeah, the sequels. But. When it comes down to just a, a solo Han Solo film, I, I don't know. It feels it, it feels like it's just not going to be the same if it's not Harrison Ford. That logic makes no sense to me. I know it Based doesn't. Said. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense to me either. Because because I feel like in a <clears throat> in the greater movie is he's part of the ensemble with Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, right? Then maybe you get away with it because everyone's changed and it's okay. such a big departure. But if your only focus is Han Solo, and it's well, a totally different And what we proposed, it would be Han and Lando, so you would have that dynamic. Right, but I mean, you'd have two different, two different characters. And maybe it's not so much recasting them as it is, I just don't want them to, to screw Mess it them up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's the same feeling that a lot of people had going into going back to the Star Trek movies. People said, oh, you can never have somebody that's going to be Captain Kirk. It's just William Shatner's character, and you can never recast it. I think Chris Pine has done a really good job of, of bringing his own um, attitude towards Kirk, but keeping some of the other elements that everybody knows and, and are recognizable as Captain James T. Kirk. Yeah. 
I agree, but I don't give a shit about Star Trek, so if you want to recast it again... <laughs> I, I hold Star Wars movies in a little higher esteem, so you got to be very careful. I think I'm just saying it's a parallel. I think people said similar things about recasting the Star Trek original cast as they would be saying about recasting the, the cast of Star Wars. A Han Solo, Lando Calrissian buddy movie could be gold. It, could, it has the potential to be my favorite Star Wars film. So my expectations for that would be so high, I'd almost rather them not screw with it. Just don't bother doing it. It's almost like Justice League. I kind of don't want them to make a Justice League because... I don't want them to screw it up. Even after seeing Avengers and seeing what they did with with that franchise in a yeah. sim- similar amount of characters, yeah, because and... we've because Marvel had already established that it knows how to make good movies. <laughs> but I mean, DC's well, you don't think just that... all they're all over the board. The Dark Knight, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy and but Man of Steel. Don't you think the Dark Knight trilogy really stands by itself? They're kind of not superhero movies. Um, I guess, but it's still that character. It's they're still great movies featuring that character in a relatable way to how he is in the comics. Yeah, but you get, still you clearly get Marvel, Batman. Marvel's just like bang, bang, bang. Good movie, good movie, good movie. Everything that comes out is pretty solid. Like even the worst stuff that they've released is still pretty solid. But I mean, DC puts out dog shit. Oh, good Batman movie. More dog shit. Oh, good Batman movie. It's so hard I mean, to... So, they, it's so, so all over the board. It's so hard to judge the the DC and Marvel movies against one another because Marvel puts, for every one DC movie, Marvel has like five. Right, so, Cause, because DC can't get their shit together. They've had a Flash movie and a Wonder Woman movie in some kind of production for like the last 20 years, and they can't get them together. You know, if Jeff Johns wasn't involved with Green Lantern and that book selling so well, like, I'm, I'm shocked that we got a Green Lantern movie. That they actually got out of their own way for a little bit to get that done. It's insane to me that there have been two Ghost Rider movies before there has been one Flash or Wonder Woman movie. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, so I... I mean, my expectations for Justice League would be through the roof, and I almost don't don't want them to do it. If they want to make a Boba Fett movie, knock yourself out. I'll probably see it. Do you think that they will make a Boba Fett? They, I think they have to make a Boba Fett movie. Fan anticipation would, I think, merit them putting the dollars behind that. Uh, yeah, I think I think that that makes sense. I feel like if these spinoff movies really happen, and I have to admit. I am not 100% sure that the spin-off movies are going to happen. Similarly to the way that the live-action Star Wars TV show, you were never really sure if yeah. it was ever going to happen, and obviously now it looks like it never will happen. Um, I just, I don't know. I, it, They need to be careful that they don't oversaturate this whole thing, because if they do, everything else might not work. So, is it possible to oversaturate? Don't we love Star Wars so much? We do. We do. 
we do. I don't think that I want to see um, live action Star Wars TV show. I never did. I never did either. I mean, I was like kind of down with it because I thought that's all we could get. But I mean, yeah. let's be real. Episode seven, eight, and nine is way more exciting than a TV show. Star Wars is a fe- Star Wars is feature film realm. Yeah, I agree. You now, Star Trek started on TV. It can kind of seamlessly go from TV to movies, but Star Wars scene, it's just a larger than life thing. Even if you try to bring it down and do like, you know, just a ground level Moss Eisley, you know, movie or something or a TV show or something like that. I just don't think I think Star Wars is just going to feel too big. You're not going to be able with a TV show budget to fully get the idea of the breadth of the Star Wars universe. It doesn't it doesn't feel built for TV. Well, the Clone Wars was built for TV obviously. Yeah. But you can get away it's with funny. so much with a, you know, cartoon or a CG True. cartoon. It's funny though because they released before the show started, they released a feature in the theaters, the Star Wars and Clone Wars, and it was terrible. I never saw the feature. I oh, saw that the was in, that was in theaters, and it left such a bad taste in my mouth. I was like, so, like, I didn't give a shit about the TV show at that point. I was like, oh, this is what it's gonna be. Fuck you, I don't care. Then, well, they really got their shit together after that. Yeah, they did. Well, they it was just kind of like a wake up call. If you watch the show, I'm only three seasons through it, but through the three seasons, it has been a very up-and-down thing. There, there's no consistency. You'll have a series of good episodes, and then you'll have a series of really boring shit. I feel Why? like it's, when they... It's like Star Wars. Why? Or, I'm sorry, it's like um, Spider-Man. This shit should write itself. This shit should be so good that every episode... There's no reason for it not to be a killer episode every single time. Just like there's no reason for every episode of Spider-Man not to be great. But somehow they magically make it suck. <laughs> I feel like they when they get too... Lynch? Oh! When they get too far away from the main characters, the characters you're familiar with, and you go off with somebody that you've never met before in the Clone Wars, you're just like, mm, I'm lost, this is boring. I'm not going to watch this episode. Right. So, and uh, we discussed what you wanted to see uh, from the prequels, and did we ask you about the spin-off movie? These are the yeah, I said I said Luke, and then I want to see. You said prequels. I had a twist in my mouth. I said sequels. Um, Play I, back the tape. Play back the entire back message. Tomorrow. Um, I, I said I Luke. Think that's our I, first direct movie quote tonight. <laughs> You're welcome. It's pretty good. Yeah, we we did talk about what I wanted to see. Um, I think we went around and and did everybody on what what do kind you, of things we want to see. Do you think we're going to see a lot of um, like offspring, like Han's kids, Leia's kids, Luke's kids, Lando's kids, or do you think that Lando has a lot of kids? I have a feeling. Oh, <laughs> that's racist. Now, I can say it. <laughs> I I don't think um, I'm afraid we're not going to see Luke's kids because I think they're going to have Luke be the old Jedi where he's not uh, you the, think he's, he's going to be prequel Jedi you think he's going to tuck it where he's going to be celibate and they're not going to be able to know love or emotion or 
the feel, the feel of a vagina or shit like that. And that's going to be disappointing. I want to see... I would love to see Luke married. I would love to see Ben Skywalker. But I, I think we're going to get celibate, monk, religious Luke Skywalker. I think you're absolutely incorrect. And we're going to get uh, Han and Leia's kids. I think you're... Well, I don't know if we're going to see Luke's kids, but I think there will be some kind of like love interest for him. Um, because I think that it was established in the prequels that the, the Jedi way was deemed incorrect. And I think that by the time we get to the the new Jedi Order, which I think we'll see. Do you guys think we'll see, like, a new Jedi Order? I would think so. Or do you think, Luke, maybe just train a handful of people? I don't want to see a Jedi Order. I don't think it's going to be balls out, um, but may- maybe it's going to be a handful of people, but I think it, they're going to have some, you know, 30-year-old Jedis by the time that these movies open I don't up. even. I don't even want to see, like, a handful, like, four. Like, I'd be okay with Luke and the two kids. So only two there are. Just being Jedi. Only three there are. I, I don't think I want to see... I don't want to see an Academy. We saw all that in the prequels. Mm-hmm. I'd like them to take it back to just a couple. Really make those characters mm-hmm. something special. So do you expect that they will have a force-wielding villain? Yeah, I don't see how you make a Star Wars movie without one. How do you... How do you propose that happens? Do you think that it was a former student of Luke's that decided they didn't like the way he trained <clears> and <throat> went off and like... Well, explored how, the dark side, or do you think that there was another villain that had been basically laying low? How far in the future is this going to be? I 20, think, 20 years? I think 30. 30 years. So you think Han, the Han and Leia's kids are going to be 30 in this? Because I think they're going to be like 19. According to the. Yeah, yeah th- that's true. But does items. that mean that they, like, conceived pre- on the Force Moon? Yeah, Endor? I'm going to presume Han and Leia. What? Took it to task right after that. Are you sure? You think so? Yeah, they blew that shit out. I don't know. Wicket was right there. He was in between them. Maybe it made it hotter. (laughs) Maybe Han accidentally (laughs) slipped it in Wicket. Oh, no. I think think the kids are... Wicket solo. The kids are going to be about about 20. So I'd say at the most that these movies are going to take place 25 years. And that's if Han and Leia... Take five years. What if Han and Leia aren't together? To bang. That's possible. Divorce. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's going to depend on who they even get for, like, if Carrie Fisher's too nuts or too in rehab or whatever to make this movie. Maybe Is Carrie Fisher on drugs? I don't know this. She was, but I mean,. I think she's um, bipolar. Yeah. I think she's kind of not right in the head. Really? I think so. She seems she seems a little goofy in the yeah. the recent uh, like talk show appearances yeah. I've seen her on. She's kind of yeah, huh. yeah. Well, they can they can have kids. I mean, they can just write her off. Yeah, she doesn't need to actually be there. No, right. But I I don't think that allows enough time. For Luke to have trained someone new and have them already go out and come back as a bad guy, is is uh, but just because, just because the Jedi have been extinct and so have the Sith, that doesn't mean there aren't Force wielders out there. Mm-hmm. So that's I, because I'm, the Force uh, is. Uh, so I'm more in line with what you said earlier about just someone learning the Force and getting a lightsaber together and just kind of. Being a bad guy. 
Okay. Ian? I think that... I think... Where do you think this bad guy is going to come from? I think it's going to be a bad guy from the past, honestly. I think that... I know that's an easy way out, but I think that that's what they're going to do. You think it's going to be Headless Dooku? Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? (laughs) I've heard heard some rumors that it could be Darth Plagueis as well. Darth Plagueis the Wise. Isn't he dead? Well, they said he was. Didn't he learn how to bring people back to life? Yeah, maybe he knew how to, to cheat death. I, I just think that that's how they're going to connect it is with a villain that we are familiar with in some way, shape, or form. But you don't need to connect it that way. I didn't say you needed to. I think that that's what they're going to do. What if Boba Fett's the villain? Oh, jeez. Force-wielding Boba Fett. What if he, he gets out of the Sarlacc and he teaches himself the Force? Jesus Christ. I would hate the hell out of that. Darth be Fett. Real. Darth Fett. Give him a black cape. Give him, Give him a black, black armor. And a black... Lightsaber. Do you know how many fucking nerds would beat would, off to that? <laughs> Actually, I think in black armor that would look kind of cool. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it would, I would I put would the lotion walk, down, man. <laughs> I would walk out, but that would hit. I mean, all black armor. You wouldn't would, walk out because sweet. you wouldn't even get there because you would know that that would be the villain way before. So you, he would be on the poster. <laughs> Someone, someone had has to have drawn this up at some point. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't want Boba Fett in anywhere in the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't want. So I don't, I don't, you're very comfortable with him having perished in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I really hope he perished in Jedi. I, I hope they don't bring that bit back. Well, he uses jetpack to get out of the Sarlacc pit. We don't need to see him. And he's gonna be what? He's gonna be. He's gonna be ancient. Because he's already old in the original trilogy. Uh, well, he would have been about 30, 35. In, Which is ancient. But by the time this movie takes place, he's, he's like 60, 65. But who's... Yeah, Grandpappy so. Fett. Yeah, fuck that, he died. Yeah, I, I don't I don't, I don't want to bring him back. I'm just, just kind of tired of Boba Fett. Like, I, people love him and everyone's on his nuts. I'm just, let's put him to bed. Let's leave him... Let's leave some mystery around him so, you know, we can keep enjoying him for that. Mm-hmm. We don't need to keep beating us over the head with him. Mm-hmm. I'd like, I want all brand, all, if we're going this in this direction, like, I want all brand new stuff. It's going to feel kind of weird to not have Yoda involved in some capacity. Well, I, I expect to see, I expect to see Yoda, Ghost Yoda, show up. Uh, oh, that's another thing. Are we going to see the ghost characters? Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to see Ghost Hayden Christensen. I'd rather see Ghost. What's his face? Is that David Prowse? No, no, no that, that was David show. Prowse. That's, show, that's right. The villain gonna... from X Men First Class. <laughs> Are we going to see Kevin Bacon, Ewan McGregor as as Ghost Obi Wan, like kind of done up with some old man makeup? Oh, we can't. We can't redo any Alex Alec Guinness footage. No, but they could CGI it or something. I, 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 I think I'd like to see that. I'd like to see Obi-Wan be Ghost Obi-Wan if we're not going to get the Obi-Wan feature. Would you... If, if There's you a see lot Ghost of cool Obi-Wan? ways to tie this in without having to bring back Darth Maul or Darth yeah. Plagueis or some of that shit. Yeah. I think there's going to be a Darth of some... Way, shape, or form. I don't even think it needs to be a Darth. I think it can just be a bad guy. 
With a lightsaber? Yeah. I think somewhere someone's going to say, can't we just name him Darth whatever? Can't you put a Darth in front of that? I wonder how, I mean... Yeah, but who do you think's going to, where do you think that decree's going to come from? It's going to It's going to come from marketing. I'm not saying that it's good or bad or whatever. I'm just saying that you're going to see Darth something or other in these movies. Well, I mean, George Lucas has the outline, right? Well, isn't so. that going to be... I mean, could that be one of the kids, then? Since he goes to the dark side, he could be the new Darth. Could be. But, okay. I mean, you're not going to have him... You're not going to have him go to the dark side in that first movie. Then who's your bad guy? This random bad guy that we're talking about. The Master. Bad guy X. No, don't... No Sith. I just said the Master. I thought you meant Sith Master. <laughs> the master and the apprentice, the Sith. Oh, okay. You see what I mean? Yeah, the teacher. I thought you meant Master P. Wow. You're better than that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't need um I'm not saying I need I, I'm just telling you that there's gonna be a Darth in these movies. It's just it's just a fucking well, fact. I, just I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Vader outfit. Now we're we're gonna see three PO and R two. That's cool. for sure. Yeah, wonder, that's fine. Wonder if they'll be able to get Anthony Daniels to reprise his role as C three PO. Wasn't he? Didn't he? Was he having some three three PO hesitancy for a while there? Really? Because there's a guy out there that does C three PO like can do his voice just as well. So if he's gonna piss and moan, then fuck it, just get the other guy. Will we see Wedge Antilles in these movies? No. Probably Chewie. We'll probably see Chewbacca. Do you think that any of the major characters from the original movies will perish in the new movies? Yes, I think they will kill Luke Skywalker. At what point? Probably in the second, yeah. In episode two. Episode eight. Okay, sorry, episode eight. Uh, why do you feel episode eight? Because that's when the second act of that's when third Son act. Solo goes bad. You think Son Solo is going to kill Uncle Luke? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe that could happen. Yeah, that could happen. And then daughter Solo has to redeem him in number three. I think that in number two, Boba Fett is going to chop Luke's head off. If you Dooku style, <laughs> if you kill. Luke, there's no redeeming you. I will hate you forever, even if you turn good by the episode nine. My my biggest hope for these movies is that we keep it, we keep it a small, a small family story again. We kind of go back to the original trilogy, smaller cast, tighter story. We don't get the big expansive all the political stuff of the prequels. We make it a little more heartfelt. Maybe they'll, I think it will be. They'll do I think they'll do that as well because they're going to have they have all this room with these spin-offs to do whatever the fuck they want to do. So I think they're going to they're going to do any of that other stuff outside of these main 3 movies. Right on. I think that um, that it's probably more likely than not that Luke will not live through this trilogy. Um, I could see him actually dying in the first movie at the end. Oh, um, just Obi Wan be- style. Just because it hits the beats of the you know the previous two trilogies, 
You got Qui-Gon biting it in the first one, and then you got Obi-Wan biting it in the fourth one. And now Luke can bite it and, in the seventh one. And George Lucas loves to mirror things. Right. So if he's going to be you know, influencing the script. Right. Luke can, who knows, maybe Luke's the main character in this movie, but then before the end he is killed. Um See, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. If we're gonna like, the main character of these of this trilogy needs to be the main character the entire way through. Which Maybe. is which is what I thought was a fault with prequels because okay, so the main character we think it might be a girl, we think it might be his daughter or niece, Benita is, Solo. Is or she Stella? already um, a Force user? Is she already a Jedi? The movie begin? Yeah. Or, I, I or do so. we? Or do we find her at the beginning of, like, her kind of... I think we get an origin story. I think we she doesn't have some growing that. pains with the, with the Force in, this, in the first one. I think it's kind of Luke style. I think that if, if we do the kids, it will mirror Luke's journey through the original trilogy. He'll be learning in the beginning... Gets his ass kicked in the second who's one, teaching, and then he gets his shit together. Who's again. teaching her in the second one, then? Yoda's dead. Luke's dead. Maybe, well, by that point, you know, she knows enough. She just needs to harness it. She just needs to put it all together. She's going to get her ass kicked. Yeah. And that's that's good. I mean, that's what we want. If your hero doesn't get her ass kicked, you get, I hate Superman. He's too strong. He's too powerful. Who said that? Everyone fucking says that. Almost hung up on Cameron Miller today. <laughs> you were on the phone with him about that? I think it was. But that's not the problem with... with Super- we, we talked about it in the Superman podcast. It's that he's a unrelatable dick. So, you don't think that could be the arc of the, the main Force user? Yeah, sure. But who's going to teach her in like the second one? Are we killing Luke in the well, first if, one? If you... There's... There's... Say twenty years between these movies. Okay. Luke's not gonna wait till she's like sixteen to start training her. Like it, you know, he knows he's gonna know from Yoda and Obi Wan. Hey, my niece and nephew or whoever are strong with force when they're kids, so they're gonna be trained from you know presumably when they're five. So by the time they're nineteen, and that that's first too movie, old to begin the training. Whatever. How old is too old? How what's the threshold? How old are you too old to begin the training? When the Empire Strikes Back, Yoda said that Luke was too old to begin the training, and he was what maybe twenty two. Right, and in and Phantom in, Menace, Yoda says that Anakin's too old, and he's eleven. Mace Windu said it, I believe. It's a, and he's ten. Just saying, you fucking married. You need glasses <laughs> Jesus and tape to push up on your nose. It's a sliding scale, but clearly, ten is too old to begin the training. Luke turned then. out to be a pretty damn good Jedi, and he started at the ripe age of twenty. Like I've said, All they right. changed no, their philosophy. Do you, what do you think he'd do that? Yeah, I'm just gonna wait. She's gonna know how to use the Force in that first movie. I don't think we're gonna see the origin story where she gets bit by the Force spider. Damn, that's what I want to see. We're not gonna get that. She's gonna she's gonna know her shit. She may not be the amazing Benita Skywalker. Right. The amazing Benita Skywalker is. <laughs> I love is Benita. Is that a Latina? It is. I like it. Mm-hmm. Matt, he's like you guys are silly as fuck right now. I thought of a plot hole. 
that kind of always bothered me in the original trilogy, and this has nothing to do with the, um, the, the sequel movies, but I wanted to bring it up last week. Um, when the Millennium Falcon takes off and leaves the Death Star in A New Hope, Mm-hmm. And the um, the uh, the Empire lets it go because mm-hmm. they're tracking it because they want to find the uh, the hidden base. Mm-hmm. Princess Leia knows they're being tracked. Why did they not go and ditch the Millennium Falcon and get on a different spacecraft and then go to the Rebel base? Because she's a dumb bitch from Alderaan. But she knew she was being tracked. Because if she did that, we wouldn't get that big battle with the Death Star for ah, the climax of the movie. I see. Okay. That bothers you? Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, it did when I was a kid. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Like, maybe not the first time I saw it, but then you start thinking about it. It's like, well, why the fuck didn't you get rid of that ship if you're being tracked? And how did they track it anyway? With like a spider tra- tracer or whatever? If you look very closely. You see that little red thing on yeah, it? That's true. Was it a GPS? Couldn't they have gotten it out of the Millennium Falcon? I mean, surely Han Solo and Chewbacca know that ship inside well, out and like, be able to get rid of it. What Princess Leia is like, they're tracking us. And then Han's like, not this ship, sister. Cocky. Mm, hubris burns us all in the end. And she should have, like, grabbed a hold of the controls and been like, ah, yes, this shit, dumbass. <laughs> and, like, flown to the nearest spaceport. <clears throat> well, folks, we've reached quitting time. After quite an extensive podcast, podcast trilogy, That's we gave you, what, three, four, five, six, seven hours, just about? Of straight up Star Wars talk with a little Robo Robocop, a little Star better. Trek sprinkled in there. <laughs> and what was it? What was our big, our big veer off during the prequel podcast? Oh, uh, we taught. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. I feel like the prequel one we stayed straight straight prequel. Yeah, we had a lot to argue about. This one we went <laughs> right off the road down into the ditch. Didn't we argue more for this one though? I mean, I'm so surprised. Paul was pissed off like well, the first know, I think, hour. I think Ian and I wanted to say a lot of volatile things during the prequel one, but we didn't want you to get up and leave. <laughs> Because you're a fairly vital part of the podcast. <laughs> oh, we argued a lot in this one, but it was all just because there's nothing really to argue about. Because we're it was just pure speculation. We're arguing about Paul's excitement versus his, his anticipation we, or whatever the fuck it is. We argued about it for 20 straight minutes. <laughs> excitement and expectation. The what the. Polynomics. Polynomics. We're, don't worry, we're going to start doing that for every upcoming movie. Excitement and expectation. expectation. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, I hope I hope you loyal fans have enjoyed uh, the Star Wars podcast as much as we did. It was a blast doing them. I had a lot of a lot of fun doing those ones. Yeah, I, I also had I agree. a lot of fun. I think it was- Except tonight. Yeah, you Except were... tonight, you didn't like it. Tonight was my favorite one. I was gonna go to bed pissed tonight, but um, I'm not going to bed. I'm just gonna go fucking work out. 
Whoa. So mad. Yeah, I had a blast doing these two. I think we should do something like this again. Maybe we'll do it for movies that we actually like. And then... Um, and then <laughs> Instead of this for the shit that we hate? Um, but... I think we uh, maybe can revisit some some Star Wars in the future once we get a little more info on these things. We can see how horribly off we were in our predictions. Oh God! Yeah. And what's nice is we have uh, you know, we have audio proof yeah. of the stuff that we said. If there's something that you listeners want us to talk about, some movie franchise that you would, that you're dying to hear our thoughts on, tweet us, Facebook us, text us, let us know. And we will ignore it, but at least we'll look <laughs> at it. That's it for us, folks. I am Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Casal. We'll see you at Jaws. See you.